Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and let us know who you are and a little bit about what you do. Okay, so my name is Danielle Bailey. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and I live here in the great state of Louisiana. And um, I currently, I'm a mental health therapist um, full-time. I own my own private practice and I also do financial therapy. Um, My financial therapy business is called Currently Building Generational Wealth because I think that is super duper important for us to start building generational wealth. And the reason why I put currently because a lot of times generational wealth should be left behind, but it wasn't. And so it's kind of like my job now to end the whole generational poverty and to actually leave generational wealth with my family. So I'm actively building generational wealth. And so that's kind of what I came up with, you know, currently building generational wealth, LLC. And I'm just, it's my passion. It's like my mission. I love being a therapist, therapist, but I also love being a therapist that teach about finances and us understanding our history with finances and how it impacts impacts us mentally. So that's kind of like the journey that I'm on right now. I love it. I love that, you know, similar, like I'm a therapist, but I also love just mental health and money and all of the links between the two. And so I'd love to hear how you found yourself kind of doing this work of the financial therapy and, and currently building generational wealth. Was there something that led to that or this was just always what you knew you wanted to do? No, (laughs) it was actually me and my student loans. Um, I am, I, when I started paying back in 2014, I bought a house. Right. And so it was, after I got into the house, it was like the house payment that was, um, you know, really large or either my student loans. And so I was like, I'm not going to worry about these student loans because I can do the public service, you know, repayment plan. And so I was like, I'm just going to pay off my house. Let me work on paying off my house because at the time, like my student loans was like only what, um, $20,000 less than my house. So I was just like, I can take all this and pay off my house. But, um, as I started going and, um, God was just like, no, I need you to pay off your student loans. And so I was just like, wait a minute. Um, are you sure (laughs) God, like, are you sure this is what you're telling me? And so he was like, I bless you with a job that pays you more than enough. So you need to pay them off. And that's how I started paying them off. And that's how I got into this whole journey. Um, I'm a Dave Ramsey um, fan. Um, so Dave hit me on to, you know, really and truly paying off your debt. Um, within my first year of, um, within eight months, I paid off like $22,000 worth of debt just doing the Dave Ramsey program. And then after that, I bought the house, then started paying off my student loans then. You paid off $22,000 in eight months? Yes. What? Uh, You're killing it. You was killing it. Did I mean, like, when I tell you during that time, I had a full-time job and I also had a part-time job. And so I was trying to get the house and then I had a car. Like, it was just so much going on. And so, um, you know, I was just like, um, God, if you help me, if you work, you know, if you, if you really help me with this whole situation, like, you know, um, I'll pay my tithes. I'll do whatever it is that I need to do. 
just helped me. And so he helped me. He showed out. When I tell you my part-time job was bringing in more money than my full-time at one time, I worked. Wow. Yeah, I don't think you can escape work when you're trying to hit some financial goals unless you already had that generational wealth passed down to you. But anyone outside of that bracket has to work to get to that place. And so um, I see you, you put that you put that in. And then I, I'm sure that you saw the links between, you know, maybe some of your clients, because what I saw, I wasn't trying to do I wasn't even trying to talk about money with my clients. But what I saw over and over again was that they would bring it up in sessions as one of their stressors. It was something that was making them depressed. It was something that was making them anxious. They had financial trauma. And so I was like, okay, obviously, (laughs) you know, like there's something going on here. And then the combination of that and my own journey kind of came out to be, you know, the journey that I'm on now. And so uh, I think people get caught up because, because the norm is to be in debt. And so I, but I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. I don't feel like you can build generational wealth while you are in, while you're not in control of your debt or getting out of debt. And so I feel like people have a hard time even having that conversation about generational wealth because they're stuck, you know, like on, yeah. on step number on step number two. Like they're like, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how to pay my bills, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that is totally true. Like some people don't even. Some people don't even think that they're worthy to have wealth. Wow. And so it's like a shifting of the mind frame. Like if you see a whole family go in generational poverty, like that's all you think of. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of this. I'm not sure if it's just Louisiana, but in our area, because we're like a rural area. So you would see three or four families in a um in a project. So like that's all they know. That's all they see. So they're not going to think of anything else so it's like you know i had to for me with some of my clients i have to challenge them and think like you can get up out of this you don't have to stay this let me help expose you to something different i love that and i think it's so important to have the conversation around generational wealth because it creates your why that's what's going to help you to be motivated and come up with a plan and stick to it when it gets hard when you're working like crazy and stuff because you understand why you're doing it it's getting out of debt or getting in control of your finances so that you can you know fill in the blank because everyone's dream is different so can you give us a quick synopsis on you know what is generational wealth essentially okay so essentially generational wealth is it's a lifestyle it is a for me generational wealth is more than money it's about a a wealthy mindset physical health as well as mental health and as well as money like all of them have to work together wow that's significant you said it's more than it's about more than money it's about a wealthy mindset so okay so if if wealthy families are passing down not just money but mindsets and messages and principles and practices what's the difference between you know people that are in wealthy families and those who are you know in families where lack and limitation has been passed down and scarcity the difference is that a wealthy family they'll try it they don't have no emotional attachment to money and a family that is has a scarcity like they have an attachment to money whereas in I have to hold on to this because if I give it away, I won't get anything back. A wealthy family, oh, let me take that risk with no problem. 
a family that has is, is in scarcity, they I got to keep this. I got to keep this because I don't know when the next is coming. That's that sounds like really important to be able to see and know what kind of things do you think about when you when you are transacting with money. What kind of yep. things you, do you think about? How do you feel when you're paying for something? When someone tells you that something costs X amount, how, what comes up for you? Um, because yep. maybe that those things are indicators of whether you have a wealthy mindset. Outlook. I'm a terrible person. A wealthy mindset or a welfare mindset. You know. That, that's but that's true though. That is a that is that is true. Okay, so. Now, if those are the differences in mindset and messages, and I'm sure you've messaged, men, sorry, I can't even speak, mentioned working with clients on, that have maybe had such a different experience, where is it that you, like, where should someone start? How, how do you help them take that first step? I think that the first step is dreaming. Like, tell me what your dream, what is your wildest dream? Let's work on if I, you know, like how you have the miracle questions, like what we learned in school, yes, if, you know, overnight, what if I, if I can give you anything, what would it be? And then actually have them to start thinking and to start challenging some of those thoughts. Like, I think you can dream a little bit bigger. Like, what is it? And really start digging into that. What is it with you? If I could grant this wish, what would it be? And so then we start there. And then after that, we started getting things in line and I started put, helping them put in boundaries because, and then help, helping them put in boundaries and help them understand that your family will not understand this in the beginning. Hmm. So you will be on this island by yourself, but you got me and that's okay. So like you'll have that support. And, and I tell them like, once your family see you changing and see the, see the evidence, I said, they're going to jump on board. But you're going to be so many light years ahead of them to where you're going to have to reach back and try to pull them if you can. And if not, let them find out on their own, too. Wow. I think that's hard for people because I just did an episode recently by request on how mm -hmm. to end toxic relationships with family members. And so you're mentioning boundaries being necessary, which I absolutely am with you on. You're saying that, you know, family will not necessarily understand because they don't see the vision and they only know what they've been exposed to. So yeah. you can create results and hope that they get on the train, but sometimes people won't, you know, it might take a year, five, 10, 20, some people maybe never will get on the train. And exactly. so I think it's difficult because that has nothing to do with money. That has all to do with like your emotional experience and, and having to accept that your relationships might look different with certain people because of the choices that you make, but you, I think that when you put yourself first, you pri you prioritize yourself to position yourself to be yes. a better servant to your family. Yes, yes. And that's so important. And that's because a lot of people are like, well, I can't think about myself first. Why not? Why can't you not think about yourself? You cannot pour from an empty well. So helping people to understand that it is necessary that you put yourself first. And then everybody else that's up under you will be able to get what they need. And I try to encourage people that when you're at your full potential, imagine what people under you will get because you're able to give more. A lot of us is operating at half potential because we're putting other people before ourselves. So you don't even know what you're capable of doing at your full potential because you haven't even reached it yet. 
you said a lot of us, I'm writing it down, a lot of us are operating at half potential, half potential, because you're too busy trying to put fires out. I think that's what it is. You get stuck putting fires out here and there every other day, little by little, and you never get a chance to slow down, to think ahead, to plan ahead, to execute for the future. No, yeah. That's wild. So you help people to focus on themselves, kind of get themselves in a place to start having a grander vision. You said, you know, what's your wildest dream? And I think that we all have those dreams come up for us from time to time. But I think that we get into the habit, maybe we get jaded or something, and we start stuffing those dreams down. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like me trying to help them pull it out because they're scared to even say it. And it's just like, no, we can say it here. Are you scared to even say it around people because your family, Hmm. because they'll tear you down or they'll say, oh, you can't do this, whatever it may be. And I'm just like, no, like say it, whatever it is, it could come to pass. That's the thing, like giving people hope or whatever, because hope is snatched away from us so easily. often. All right. So taking your hope back. Maybe you need to be choosy about who you tell what to, or you need to be, you know, resilient enough to hear what someone else says and not let it affect you. Exactly. Exactly. So what are some other obstacles that you see getting in people's way of making progress? You said you had mentioned fear a little bit. I, I can only imagine, you know, it's, it's terrifying to consider doing things so differently than you're used to. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And so it's fear. And then it's also um, self-doubt, self-doubt. And so like, again, we have to work on like building up their, um, building up their confidence in themselves and building up like self-affirmation. So really and truly going in and seeing what it is that we can do to put in positive remarks, positive regards. And so now we're working on that in itself. Like when people come to me and, and they help me and they just like, oh, we just going to talk about money. And I'm like, it's far greater than money. Like it is a almost complete um 180 when you come in and we start talking about stuff and we talk about, we got to do a family. Another thing that, that people have to understand is we do a whole family assessment. You know how like you come in and we ask about your family history and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I do that with money too. I so, love it. Let me understand where you're, let's go back two, three generations and let me understand how your family handles money. And so we can understand where some of these strongholds come from and we can understand how you handle money and why. Hmm. It sounds like awareness is really one of the key, you know, secrets to making progress in this, in this way, because if you're unaware of why and how you have this relationship with money then how are you supposed to change anything right you can't you can't fight something that you don't know right so then you have to help them be aware to know this is where that thing comes from and then then maybe they have the option to to upgrade it to change that thought or the way that they feel about money um and what do you often see as people kind of move through this process of becoming more aware? Do you feel like this, the self-doubt and fear kind of goes away? Or is it that they're able to just overcome those things happening? Yeah, they, the self-doubt and the fear, it tends to go to, it, it goes away. Then they start building the confidence. 
and then they start believing in themselves that they actually can do it and like a it's a it's 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 a transformation you can see it in their eyes like their eyes light up like they come in they like miss Danielle, i'm ready i'm ready like what we doing today you know and so they get more motivated and so then they actually start trying to pay off the debt that they that they're working towards or whatever now they have their why and so now they're able to progress a little bit more yeah i think it's so significant to mention how the money stuff while it matters and it's there and it's a piece of the puzzle that it goes so much deeper Mm-hmm. than than money it goes to yeah. your core because fear self-doubt that has to do you said you said you know people don't see themselves as worthy of being wealthy that has nothing to do with dollars and cents that has to do with how they see themselves in the world and what they don't see um as possible for them right and so that's why i say that my my definition of generational wealth it's for it's far greater than it's just not money you know it's all of that. It's it's a mindset. It's it is your emotions. It's um you know a, a lifestyle. It's your health. You know, so it's your mental health. It's all of that. And so I think people, when we talk about just leaving, you know, generation wealth, we're just thinking about money. But no, if I can leave you in a better place, um, hmm. mentally, physically, especially physically, wow. you know, if I can leave you in a better space, and then we can pass that on. So. We're not, instead of passing on diabetes and, wow. um, you know, we're passing on good health. Hmm. You know, I think you, you mentioned that we're passing these things on and for, for many reasons, right? Lots of reasons why this stuff has happened and it's passing, it's getting passed down. But it's like at some point, somebody has to take yes. responsibility, take control and start taking the family in a different direction exactly and a lot of those people are uh, are millennials millennials are i was talking to some of my clients i was like we are the game changers we are the ones that are changing our generation um hmm. to come it's starting with us and and one of my clients was like but i didn't you know i don't who, who i didn't sign up for this i was like they <laughs> have not signed up for it but you're, you know, it's here. You have to, you have to, because you want better, you want more and um, things like that. But yes, it, we are the ones that has to take on the, um, the things that have been passed down, even though it, we didn't do it per se us, but it is in our family. And, and in order for it to stop, you're the one that have to stop it. I love that. We are the ones. And I I think it's challenging because it's a, that's a big, those are big shoes to fill. You know what I mean? Like, that's a large responsibility to feel like, okay, it's supposed to be me that like branches out and does something completely different in my family. Everyone's going to think I'm crazy. Like, (laughs) is anyone going to listen to me? Maybe I'm the youngest, you know, the youngest adult in the family. So I don't, no one even gives me that much, you know, not, not about respect, but you know how people that are older than you, they look at you and they're like, I raised you. Like I'm the one that I'm the one that was changing your diapers and you're going to teach me something. Yes. Yes, exactly. My mom was the same one when it came to money. And when I started changing and my mom was just like, what, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And that was back in 2014. And when I tell you, my mom today told me, she was just like, 
I have $1,500 saved. And I was like, girl, really? She was like, I have never had this amount of money in my life. And I'm 60. Wow. So again, when I say that your family may not be on board in the beginning, mm. if, if true enough, she it may not be on board. Mom was not on board. She was just like, okay, you do whatever you want to do. My dad is the one that actually introduced me to Dave Ramsey. And it was like, he was like, I'm following this guy at the church doing it. You, here, here you go. <laughs> so he was just like, I don't know much about finances because again, like I, we learn, we learn incorrectly or we learn correctly. So mm. yeah, and my dad was just like, so here, here's somebody that can be able to teach you. And so when I started really learning and applying, like when it started changing, when I started changing, my mom was able to see the proof. She did too. And so, like, she was just like, girl, I got $1,500. I'm excited. You know, I was like, okay, girl, you know. <laughs> I love that. Yes. You know, and it's it, it takes time for those those seeds that we plant yes. to, to start to flourish. Mm-hmm. And all you can do is, is kind of work at your own path. You know, I tell clients all the time, we can't force anybody else to change or do something different. The only thing that we can do is focus on ourselves, do our work and hope that it invites people to try something new, to be open to entertaining new ideas. And that's what it sounds like you're helping, you know, your clients to do. You've done it with yourself. You've done it in your own family. I know that it's happened in my family and with my friends. I've got friends who three years ago, I was telling them what I was trying to do. And they were like, what? Now they're like, I hear you. I'm trying to take it seriously, you know? (laughs) And, (laughs) and, and it's like, I'm not trying to push it down their throats or anything. They just know, like when I was getting out of debt, I'm like, listen, there's a cap on this eating out situation. So yes. <laughs> you might ask me and it's not because I don't like you. It's because my budget is expired. OK. <laughs> and so I think that it's so important for as many of us as possible to be the ones, be yes. the one that's going to take control, be the one that's going to take yourself seriously. I think it's about taking yourself seriously. Yeah, it is. It is valuing yourself. Yes, that value. Because you know what? If we don't place value on ourselves, then somebody else will. Oh, that's a word. (laughs) That's a word right there. Someone else will. Yes. So do you want to let somebody else decide what your value is? Or do you want to say and set your value? Because our value is what we exude from our pores. Like how we walk in the world and hold our heads high or low is going to show to people you know, how to address us and how to interact and treat us. And so I think oftentimes we don't take the time to intentionally decide what our value is. And so then we fall prey to, you know, whatever anyone else wants to, wants to decide for us. Right. Right. Totally agree with that. Um, And then people will think that you're desperate. Mm. People will think that you're desperate um, for whatever it is the crumbs that they will give you wow. no 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 see that ain't, that's not how that works I'm a queen <laughs> okay I'm a queen so I'm gonna act as such yes want to give me the crumbs like I value myself enough I know that I am worthy of, of everything that I've done everything that I have or whatever and when you walk in my presence like I add hmm Women are, at, we add to everything that we do. We are multipliers by nature. Mm. So 
if I'm a multiplier by nature, so that means that I am, I'm going to add value and I'm going to give you something. You give me something, I'm going to give you something back. I'm going to give you twice it back too. Look, I can't even, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like if, we must remember that. We must remember that the value of who we are, the worthiness, like people are worthy to be in our presence at times. Mm. And it's not to say that we're conceited or nothing like that, but like we, we add to you. Mm. So why not think about it like that? That is, you know what? Wow. We can have this conversation all day. I can already right. feel it. I'm like, come back on the show, girl. Um, but I want to make sure to leave time for you to let us know where we can find you, where you're dropping these gems at. Because, woo, I knew it was going to be a, com- a good conversation. But I'm like, wow, that is, that was more than I was ready for. Yes. Yes. Like, I'm so, I get like real passionate about um, when we talk about finances because, it's like somebody has to build you up. And I am that girl. I will build you up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you can find me at on IG. I am um at the Millennial Money Therapist. And um follow me on um YouTube at Danielle Bailey, um, LCSW. I am actually revamping my whole YouTube channel to um, currently building generational wealth. It's a lifestyle. And so I'm just going through telling people how, like showing people how I'm building my generational wealth, you know, Um, from getting my whole life together with my business to actually getting um, more physically healthy. Um, So that's why when I say about physical health, it's just like, I'm trying myself to change the, um, so instead of passing down my generational genes of diabetes and high blood pressure, high cholesterol, I want to change it to pass down a healthier, um, lifestyle for my children's children. So I'm trying vegan right now. So if y'all want to see that journey, y'all come on over. (laughs) (laughs) We will make sure to come over there, like, comment, subscribe engage with what you're doing because it is so necessary you said it we are the ones and so we need to hear more people like us sharing these stories being open trying new things and just taking things to the next level so I just want to express my gratitude I'm so appreciative of you taking the time out of your day to chat with me and I I just wow I look forward to us having you know future conversations about this at some point and just supporting you and what you're doing thank you yes thank you so much for having me I'm super excited if you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast you have a few options you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.